When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number three on this Saturday morning, we roll on. Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll take it for another 60 minutes. Then Anita will slide on in to take it for a few more. Then it'll be Ty Butler after that. Right into Islander Hockey coming up at 4.30. The Islanders and the Boston Bruins. Get me on Twitter at Dan Grasso, G-R-A-C-A. And a lot of football this morning, as you would expect. The Jets, the quarterback situation has really dominated the bulk of the conversation. We also got a little bit of info on the Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat, what it entails, what it's all about. So that was a heck of a lot of fun. That was eye-opening, a little educational, informative, which is what we hope to bring to the program each and every week here and you know we'll get back to all the football stuff here in just a bit but you know you got the all-star weekend here with the NBA and you know I don't know how geeked up you are for three-point shooting and the slam dunk and all those things and we got Randall doing the three-point shooting tonight Jericho Sims is in the dunk contest whatever I mean I think that those have kind of um, lost their clout as far as I'm concerned many 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 years ago and you know it's an exhibition more than anything so to me, this is an excuse to not have to pay attention to the NBA this weekend. It's, it's what it is more than anything else. But I don't look. You want to watch it? Good for you. I, I, you know, don't let me stop you from enjoying it if that's what you like. But what you have to enjoy, if you are a fan of basketball in this town, is really the way that these two teams have performed this year. And, and of course, Knicks more than Nets. Um, and you have to like where this club is heading into the final 22 games of the season. You're sitting there in the number six spot in the Eastern Conference. And way back at the beginning of the year, I said that the goal should be to finish outside of the playing tournament. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's what I think was realistic for this team. And right now, with the final quarter of the season still on tap, I don't think you should feel any differently and alter your outlook about the Knicks and what they could do. It's a good basketball team. And the way that they've played going into the break, you've got to feel even better about the situation. You know, you throw in Josh Hart and the difference that he's made for you over the last few games since climbing aboard. I think the role that they have carved out for him has been perfect, right? Coming off the bench, playing somewhere between 25, 30 minutes or night, jack of all trades, doing it on both ends of the floor. That, that's what he brings to this team. I think he's a Tom Thibodeau type player. And that's one of the reasons I think that they made it a point to go get him. Forget about the relationship that he has with Jalen Brunson and the fact that they know each other. I think Josh Hart fits this team. What I'm curious to see is, is that when Mitchell Robinson is ready to go here in a little bit, what is that going to do for this rotation? You know, because now with Hart climbing aboard, Tibbs has had to allow an extra guy to play, which for the longest time he was only rolling nine guys out there, but now with Hart... You know, he's going as deep as 10 sometimes. So what happens when Mitchell Robinson is ready? Who gets squeezed? I can't see Tibbs going past 10, so who's going to get squeezed out here? Is that even like less minutes for somebody like Obi Toppin, who for whatever reason doesn't really play much more than 15 minutes a night, if that, if he's lucky? 
you know, IQ is going to get his minutes off the bench. You know that Josh Hart's going to play. Hartenstein's going to do his thing. So who's the odd man out? Or is it Jericho Sims? You know, does Jericho Sims go back into witness protection, which at times happens when Mitchell Robinson is healthy? Because Mitch does his thing. You got Hartenstein as the first big off the bench there. And then Sims is like, well, you know, maybe you give him five, ten minutes if he's lucky. And I got a weird feeling like that's what might happen when Mitchell Robinson is healthy and ready to go. But look, they need him. You know, he is a big factor in terms of what they do defensively and in terms of protecting the pain and, and that type of thing. Like, you see the difference when Mitchell Robinson is not in the lineup. Okay, so big picture, what's the ceiling for the Knicks this year? Well, after the Nets had their sell-off, that's the next team in sight. So we're talking about top six as being a goal. Well, what about top five now? Because I think that now that clearly is what the motivation should be if you're the Knicks. Absolutely they could finish in the top five in the East. Because the Knicks are a better team than the Brooklyn Nets. From now to the end of the season, the Knicks have better players. You don't got to worry about Kevin Durant stepping in and saving the Nets. You know, Kyrie Irving is not there to be a distraction anymore. They're both gone. And I know that the Nets, maybe they're a little bit more of a likable bunch now. And they've got guys who want to be here. And they go out there and play hard and those type of things. Well, that's great, but you still need talent at the end of the day. And if you look at the top four teams in the Eastern Conference, the Celtics have talent. The Bucks have talent. The Sixers have dudes. Cleveland has Donovan Mitchell, among other guys. Right? They've got horses. Knicks have better players than the Nets. And the Knicks are going to overtake the Nets at some point over the next 20, 22 games or whatever it is. That's going to happen. Question is, is anybody behind them, i.e. Miami, going to be able to maybe spoil the party? If you're a Knicks fan, and I said to you in the summertime, you didn't get Donovan Mitchell, you hung on to R.J. Barrett, and R.J. Barrett, lack of a better term, has just been okay this year. He hasn't taken that leap that you hoped he was going to take this season. After the Knicks made sure that they let the whole world know, after they didn't get Donovan Mitchell, that, hey, we re-signed R.J. Barrett. And R.J.'s just been kind of, you know, all right. And that's it. So if I would have said to you, hey, man, you're going to finish in the top five in the East, don't you think you would have signed up for it? While still being realistic enough to say, yeah, we know we're not a championship team, and they're not, right? Even when they acquired Josh Hart at the trade deadline. Like, Josh Hart, he fits what they want to do, but Josh Hart isn't a guy that's going to kick them up to another level to where you're in that hierarchy of the best of the best of the Eastern Conference. It's not going to happen. But it's still a fun group. They still play hard. And they still could give you a good ride here going into, let's say, the month of May, potentially. Now, here's the problem, though. Sometimes it's a blessing. Sometimes it's a curse. Like, if you finish, let's say, five, you might be playing Cleveland in the first round of the playoffs, let's say. Can you beat the Cavaliers? Yeah, I, I, you can. But are you going to be favored? Are you going to be expected to? Probably not. And what would be the ultimate kick in the you-know-what if you're the Knicks? I said, imagine having to go up against Cleveland in that first round of the playoffs, and then you got to go face-to-face with the guy that could have been yours and Donovan Mitchell, and you get to see up close what you're missing out on potentially and what you could have had, and then you see the reason why you would have and should have gone out. I still say should have because I was all for it. You should have gone out and brought in a guy like that. But nevertheless, 60, 60 60-plus games into the season, I think you got to be thrilled about where this program is heading. And a lot of that is Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is a guy 
that forget about with the Knicks and how many years it's been since they have had a legit answer at the point guard position. Jalen Brunson, if he continues on this path, when all is said and done, we might be talking about Jalen Brunson as being one of the best free agent signings in this city's history. Apart from the Knicks, I'm talking about all the teams in this city. Like, that's how good this thing could be. Because Jalen Brunson is like the anti-superstar. The dude has no ego. The dude's not flashy. The dude isn't a me guy. None of this, like, social media kind of, like, subliminal backhanded jabs at his team or the media or anything like that that could spawn even an ounce of controversy like you saw constantly with the Brooklyn Nets. The most viral thing that Jalen Brunson has ever done this year is act excited when they were retiring his number at Villanova when he found out that his buddy Josh Hart was getting traded to the Knicks. And that's not a bad thing. He has been a godsend for this basketball team. And even though Jalen Brunson's not in Utah this weekend and he's not an all-star officially, he's an all-star. Okay, it's a joke that they're having an all-star festivity this weekend and he is not there to be part of it. Not to take anything away from Randall. Randall's been great. Randall's worthy as well. But but Jalen Brunson has been the Knicks' best player. Jalen Brunson has been the Knicks' most important player this season. The Knicks are not sitting there today in the sixth spot in the Eastern Conference, six games over 500, if Jalen Brunson is still dribbling a basketball for the Dallas Mavericks. They're just not. I don't even want to sit and think about where the Knicks are right now without Jalen Brunson. What, 10th? Maybe 10th? Like battling for that last spot in the playing tournament? Really? Knicks finally got one right here. And I know that's few and far between. But you take it and you run with it. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. More of your phone calls will sweep in some baseball stuff, too, before we say goodbye. Dan Grasso Show to the top right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. By the way, programming, public service announcement, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'll be in with Bart all week starting Monday. So Alan is taking some R&R, so I will slide up and uh, join my friend Bart. It's going to be like an Inside the Jets reunion. <laughs> 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 
That's right. So from 12 to 3, yours truly, Bart Scott, coming up here starting Monday this week. So we'll look forward to that. And who knows, maybe sometime during the next five days, the Jets will have a new quarterback. Or maybe Derek Carr will make a decision and it won't be the Jets. Bart, I know I guess you we love will. the D. That's right. Or we'll find out one way or the other. Anthony's in the mail truck. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Anthony, good morning. How are you? Anthony, you there? Going once, going twice. I guess Anthony had to deliver the mail. I mean, he's in the mail truck. He might as well be doing uh, doing his job. So we'll get back to Anthony at some point. Danny's in Mount Laurel. He's up next here on 98.7. Hello, Dan. How are you? Hey, Dan. How are you? Dan, I am outstanding. What is going on today? Not much. So I wanted to talk Giants with you, if that's yeah. okay. So I think what you do is, with Jones, is you non-exclusive him because let's say a team like pretty much the NFC South needs a quarterback. You you know, are, are you, as an NFC South team, willing to give up two first-round picks for Daniel Jones? And it also extends the window. But also, with Barkley, I think you might have to transition tag him and see maybe you could tag and trade or have him play under the $11 million next season. Uh you know, let me let me know what you think about that. But what's the why wouldn't you in a perfect world though, Dan, why wouldn't you just want to sign Jones, get him under contract so you can sleep good at mm-hmm. night, knowing you have your quarterback, and then just use that tag on Saquon because it's really not gonna cost you all that much money for a running back in the grand scheme of things. Right. And uh, or I mean I, I'm more thinking about if you if you really need to extend that window to re sign Jones you know, if things get kind of murky with the contract situation, ideally you would like to get him for, you know, a hundred over three Daniel Jones, and then try to tag Barkley. But, you know, also the good thing is that this is a very deep running back draft and the giants have a few extra picks on day two and day three. So they could always go that route as well. So, you know, this, this team still is in full rebuild mode. and, And, you know, this team does need a full roster rehabilitation. You know, they, they, they have a lot of holes that they still need to fill. Well, here's what you're, you're right about that. And maybe, maybe not as much. I mean, I think more so on the offensive side, I think more than anything else. And, and Dan, thanks for the phone call. Here's the other thing, too, about Daniel Jones. Now, I not saying I have any sort of inside info, but I'm just my own guess. I don't think these negotiations should get very contentious. Daniel Jones knows the Giants. The Giants know him. I think that they probably have certainly had exploratory talks already. They know how each side feels about the other. I don't expect it to be that difficult here. Now, here's what's interesting. And we kind of tie it back to the big theme that we've had this morning with Derek Carr. Depending on who signs first, don't you think that one is going to be looking at the other camp as to how much money they pull in? Because, for example, let's say Daniel Jones signs his contract for the Giants. Whatever it is, and he gets, I don't know, thirty-five million. I, I, I'm just throwing a number out there. Derek Carr's people, if they see Daniel Jones get thirty-five million a year, what do you think they're going to command? They're going to say, "Well, wait a sec, Daniel Jones. I mean, he hasn't had the career that Derek Carr's had. He hasn't done the things that Carr's accomplished so far in his career with the Pro Bowls and the yardage, and you know, all, all that type of stuff. So then, how much money is Carr going to command?" And I'm sure that on the other side, if you're the Jones camp, if Carr signs first, whatever money he gets, you might look at it and say, well, 
all right, maybe we're not at that level, but we don't think that we're too far behind it because after all, I mean, Daniel's now just coming into his prime and he's going to only get better and he's going to be more successful and he's going to put up even better numbers along the way. You know, it's all kind of setting the market type of a game here. And that's what I think, you know, they're waiting to see like who's going to blink first. That's why this is tricky about these guys trying to get their money here. Uh, let's say hi to our pal Omar in Brooklyn. Omar, you're up next here. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, we talk about uh, – uh, I'll just say one thing about uh, the Jets for you guys. I'm yeah. a Bills fan, but I think uh, – Derek, why is sound like this? Yeah, okay. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I, uh, you were cutting in and out there, Omar. I don't know if you were still with us. Go ahead. Uh, I'll say that Derek Carr is better uh, with you guys because you don't have to give up. You just have to give the money. That's so it. Uh, you Simple. should, as a Jets fan, should be thankful if there's a car signs with the Jets and you can upgrade your team on the other level rather than getting Aaron Jones and keep the picks away. Correct. So now comes to my New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. What is this media wanted to do with RJ? I know he does not have the jump that we wanted that he has. He's been inconsistent. The love affair with this media to throw him under the bus and Thibodeau defend Julius Prendel whole last year. Thank God Julius Prendel and the way he's rapid with Brunson is, I never thought this can be like this. The way he was enjoying it last game when he, Brunson was having an interview. I never thought that Julius Randle can have that time in New York City again. But R.J. Barrett, throwing him under the best by the media and by the coach every time he has a bad game. Go to shooting. Do you have any... Do you think that I have any clue that R.J. Barrett is not a hard worker? He's not going to work hard to improve his game. It has not come to the tuition because he has built up his strength and the three-point shooting has not come up to. But he has hit some big shots this year. Whenever you need him to be a hit a big shot, he has hit it. And Josh Hart, I love him, the energy that everything he brings. But four or five games with Josh Hart. But R.J. Barrett, when he has hit it full, and I want Cleveland series. You know why? Because I wanted no part of Donna Mitchell as a volume shooter. So if you have a choice, Julius Render or Donna Mitchell at this particular time. They're different. It's tough to say. They're different positions. They, they're different things for their teams. And I will say that, that both of them are volume shooters. And because of Brunson, uh, 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 Julius Randle has a great year. And R.J. Barrett will come around because his role has changed. I don't want no picks. I don't. I want R.J. Barrett. The Knicks fan loved him. This is the best draft pick after Patrick doing. Let him develop. Take it easy. Knicks are on a roll. Brunson is number one. Julius Randle is two. R.J. Barrett is three. Eastern Conference Final. The only team I see better than the Knicks when they are picking. Right now is Milwaukee Bucks. We can Ooh. take care of Boston Celtics. Ooh. We can take care of Philadelphia. We can take care of Cleveland Cavaliers. The only thing I think Eastern Conference better right now is Milwaukee Bucks. Love it. I love it. See, that's Omar. Omar's back. Omar's back.
Look at bye that. Bye-bye, bitch. Only Milwaukee. All Knicks fans are happy today. Only Milwaukee, he says. They're the Have only thing summer. that's better than Super the Knicks. Knicks. Not Boston. Forget about Jason Tatum. Forget about Jalen Brown. Forget about Joe Mazzella, who, by the way, is now the full-time head coach. Congrats to him. Forget about it. The ghosts of Larry Bird and all the greats up in Boston. Forget about Philadelphia and Joel Embiid. Forget about those guys. Forget about Cleveland with James Harden. Forget it. Forget it. Only thing the Knicks got to worry about is Milwaukee. Now, I love Omar. He's the best. Put money everywhere. I don't have a problem with Spike Lee. Here's about R.J. Barrett, okay? The Knicks basically tried to tell us when they re-signed him in the summertime that, you know what, he was just as good as Donovan Mitchell, going to be as good as Donovan Mitchell. Well, we didn't want to give up R.J. because, you know what, that's Donovan. We got this guy. And I know he's only 22 years old, and I know that he's still a pup. I know he's in, what, his fourth year. But in my opinion, the clock is ticking, boys and girls, isn't it? Like, has R.J. Barrett taken a leap this season? He was good last year, right? Had his best season last year by far. But has he taken a leap forward this year? Or is he kind of still just neutral? Status quo. Which isn't bad. But it's not what you expect from somebody that, you know, you put out the big splashy press release and, hey, we got him. You know, the first draft pick that we signed to a second contract basically, you know, since Methuselah with the Knicks, right? You want more. You expect more. Never. And, yeah, R.J. Barrett's the number three option on the Knicks right now, but is that is that what he's supposed to be? Ideally, when you drafted him, you thought that you were getting possibly your next franchise player for years and years to come, not a guy who was going to be no better than three. And I'll tell you what's going on here now also in the process, and you can't tell me otherwise. I guarantee you that the majority of the Knicks fans, they probably felt – In the summertime, when this whole thing was going on about Mitchell and whether or not that they should give up all the draft picks to go get him and throw in R.J. Barrett into the sweepstakes, they probably didn't think in a million years that Julius Randle would ever revert back to the form that you see him playing at this year, which mimics how he was a couple of seasons ago as an All-Star. And he's been great this year. He's been fantastic. But you probably didn't think that he had it in him. Because it was a disaster last year. So imagine if you didn't have Brunson this year. Imagine if you didn't get him, where this team would be right now. You wouldn't be singing such a rosy tune about this basketball team right now. And imagine if this club wasn't winning games. I think the heat would be even greater on R.J. Barrett. It's not some media-driven and media-created narrative about R.J. Barrett. It is what it is. Okay, this guy you thought was going to be the next best thing for the Knicks when they drafted him. Yeah, I know that he wasn't John Morant and he wasn't Zion Williamson, but still he's the third pick in the draft and he had a tremendous amount of upside. And last year he showed you flashes and he was getting better, but we just haven't seen that enough consistently this year. Seen it from Brunson, seen it from Randall, you've seen it from R.J. Barron in spurts. And I think we just expected a little bit more. And I don't think that that's a crime. 800 919 I'll tell you, the Cleveland series in the playoffs, that would be awesome. It really would be. Because it's going to come one of two ways for you. 
If you're a Knicks fan, you're going to feel great. You're going to feel vindicated. You win a playoff series. You do it against Cleveland, against the guy that you could have had, you didn't get, and then you still beat him anyway. Or it's going to be your worst nightmare come true where Mitchell is going to be the guy to send you home after one round in the playoffs. I'll get my popcorn ready. I'll be enthused. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Dan Gross' show. We roll to the top right here on 98.7 ESPN. Julius Randle is a second coming off. I don't know what. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How long ago? Toy Story was 1995. Oh, my gosh. That was a long time ago. Coming up on 30 years. Yikes. And didn't I see they're making another one, too? They got the band back together and everything, and Tom Hanks needs another paycheck. To infinity. And Tim beyond! Allen needs another paycheck. You think Tim Allen's still making money on home improvement reruns and syndication? Is that still a thing? We suck. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, by the way, speaking of, so, I mean, I always get a kick out of these things each and every year before baseball starts. Baseball prospectus, you know, one of the kind of, uh, you know, analytical, sabermetric-type analysis-type sites you get there for all your baseball stats and crunching numbers in this analytical age that we live in now with the sport. You know, they offer these projections, wins and losses, as to how they think these teams are going to fare at the beginning of the season. You know, the Pakoda is what they call it. And as far as the two locals are concerned this year with the Mets and the Yankees, well, baseball prospectus, they actually think that both are going to have really, really good seasons. They think that the Yankees are going to win the American League East comfortably, by the way. They have the Yankees at 97 wins for the upcoming season. They even have them more than the Houston Astros, who they have at 95. So they think the Yanks are going to be the best team in the American League this year. And not only that, folks, get ready for this. They think the Yanks are going to be the best team in baseball because they do not have any other team in the sport getting 97 wins. Um, They have Toronto in second place in the AL East with 89 wins, Tampa Bay with 87. So they think the Yanks are going to be eight clear of everybody else in the division we shall see. National League side of things, they have the Mets – At 96, winning the National League East. So just one game less than the Yanks. And they have them five better than the Atlanta Braves and seven better than the Phillies, who they have at 89 wins. They have the Dodgers also at 96, which I I, I find hard to believe. I don't think the Dodgers are going to win the division this year, as a matter of fact. I think, you know, their reign in the National League West might be uh, coming to an end here pretty soon, even though they didn't win it a couple of years ago when San Francisco did, but they were only a game behind. They won 106 games. Um I think this could be the Padres' year unless it just blows up in their face spectacularly, which I guess is a possibility when you look at some of the dudes they have over there. So Dodgers 96, Padres 93, but none better than the New York Mets at 96. I take these with a grain of salt, you know, because not often are they even close to accurate. Like I can remember there were a couple of occasions over the last handful of years when the Atlanta Braves, who have been in this run now, winning the National League East, what is it, like five straight years or something? 
there was one of these seasons where like they were so down on Atlanta. Like they had Atlanta in like the eighties or something like that. And and yet they were still coming off of winning like the division for a couple of seasons and they were just spitting on everything that they thought they were gonna do. And what happens? Braves end up winning the division. So they're very rarely right, but it still is amusing to just try to gauge to, you know, what some of these analytical type of formulas and projections all kind of conjure up when you're talking about these two teams. Look, Mets are going to be good. Yankees are going to be good. I think the Yankees will win the American League East. I don't know if I can go in with two feet yet on the Mets for the National League East because that division is tough. And, you know, you still got to beat the Braves. The Braves still own the division, do they not? I mean, they've won this thing for several years in a row. They beat you last year. They got a World Series to show for it from a couple of years ago. Mets are going to be good, but beat the Braves first. And oh, by the way, the Phillies, let's not forget about them. They were the team that actually won the pennant last year and ended up a couple of wins shy of a championship. Mets got bounced in the first round by the Padres and Joe Musgrove and the shiny stuff on his ears. Can't win pennants on paper, folks. Stephen Wayne is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Stevie, good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, man. How, how are you? Steve, I'm great. What's going on this morning? All right, first, I, got, I love Omar. I love when he calls, but Omar, come on, buddy. I'm a, just as much of a Knicks fan as you, but I'm not delusional. There's no way <laughs> Milwaukee is the only team that can beat the Knicks. All right, so Omar, come back to Earth for us, man. Um, back, back to the Knicks. I'm sorry? <laughs> no, nothing. That was just Omar chiming in. <laughs> you got it. Um, all right, back to the Knicks and R.J. Barrett. Listen, I think we might be in a little too hard on R.J. Um, he is young, and in spite of his lack of performance, we're winning, which is, you know, all we can ask for at the end of the day. I get it. Um but I think it goes back to Thibodeau, and I think it goes back to, you know, if you look at when Thibodeau got this team, you don't have a Burks, you don't have a Bullock, you don't have guys that are, are you know, fighting hard uh, for a contract and doing whatever they need to do. This is a veteran team that we have, and maybe we need new leadership. Um, and I think I, defensively we're great, but offensively I see we are really uh, not balanced. It's a lot of no plays right for guys. Um, and I think it's the coach's job to get guys who aren't performing into a rhythm, into a flow. And it's hard to do that when you got one or two guys that's dominating the ball every possession, like Jalen Brunson and and, uh, and JR. Um, but I think he's young. Hopefully he'll get there. Uh, and I think, hey, listen, you got a proven coach out there who I think is top tier, uh, who's a proven coach in Udoka. And if we don't get him, someone else will. I understand he did laws, he didn't commit any crimes. He paid his debt. He took a year off. And I think we should go after the guy and sign him. And if not, somebody else will. So I think that's the missing piece that the Knicks need. Yeah, it looked as if, and Steve, thanks for the phone call. I, I don't know about Ime Udoka. You know, think about it. Look at how close the Nets were to maybe bringing him in as their head coach. And to what type of, I mean, that would have been typical Nets with everything and all the mess that they've kind of conjured up with that organization over the last few years. That would have been like icing on the cake to have Ime Udoka there with all the, all the headaches that they've had with that organization. I, look, has Thibodeau been perfect? Of course not. But has Thibodeau done a nice job? Yeah, I think he has. 
And I know that he can drive you crazy a little bit with the way some of these guys and allocating the minutes and, and, and that type of thing. But And there have been games that the Knicks have lost that have been bad losses. Yeah, of course. Every team is going to experience those. But let's give Thibodeau credit for one thing. You know, in the past, whenever the Knicks go out there and they make a splashy acquisition or they, you know, spend a lot of money on a player and what, more often than not, it doesn't work out, right? So the Jalen Brunson thing could have gone sideways, but has it? This is the best basketball that Jalen Brunson's playing in his entire career. I'm talking about for an extended period of time, not just the stretch in the playoffs last year with the Dallas Mavericks. I'm talking about from start to finish here throughout the season. Doesn't the head coach get some sort of credit for that? Right? I mean, yeah, a lot of it has to do with the player, but he's bringing the best basketball out of him. Whether it's just he's giving him the ball, let him run the show, get out of his way. I mean, you do get some credit for those type of things. Because what if they got into a battle of wills and, you know, no, you got to my way or the highway. You run it the way I want to run it. If not, we'll get some of you. That hasn't happened. You haven't heard any sort of button heads or anything like that behind the scenes. Look, I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that Tom Thibodeau is going to be the coach here for the next 10 years because we know that that's not likely. And it might not only be the next couple of years. But as far as this team this year and what they've been able to accomplish, I, I, I think there's bigger fish to fry right now when you know, you're starting to build an, an, a list of what the Knicks need to do to help close the gap and to make them a championship contending type of team than the head coach. I'm going to be quite honest with you, really and truly. Let's try Anthony again in the mail truck. He's up next. Is he, uh, is he back with us? Anthony, are you there? Dan, good morning, brother. There he is. What what happened before, Ant? Come on. Big shout-out to the company. I don't know what happened before. I didn't get the ding. Uh, all I did was I heard my AirPod go, you know, the doot, 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 and then I it was, was I, I was getting nervous. I thought I was going to have to call the, uh, the Postmaster General to find out what the hell is going on or something. No, I'm here, Dan. All right, good. So, good. um... Really quick, to get uh, on to the Knicks really quick, and then I'm going to jump to the Jets. So with the Knicks, you know what? Dallas made a huge, huge acquisition with Kyrie. And you know what that told the whole entire league? We screwed up by not keeping Brunson. And the way that Brunson is playing, he's playing magnificent, and he's got his team hitting on all cylinders. And... You know, I think it, like you said, it could be, you know, one of the best acquisitions that this New York Knicks team has made at least in the last 20 to 30 years since I've been following the team. So, now back to the Jets. Mm-hmm. I I don't disagree with you, by the way. Anything you said about the Knicks, I don't disagree with you. Right. I appreciate that. So, uh, on to the Jets. I think I have a question for you and all the Jets fans, and I'm going to end the call with that. but. My thing is, you're having Derek Carr in the building, you know, this week, whatever, next week, whatever it may be. This weekend. Um, yeah. So I think that they have to say to him, and it's going to be a, a bad conversation if they started with this, but, hey, listen, if we don't get Aaron Rodgers, we want to, you know, pursue you in free agency. Now, my question to you and all the Jets fans out there, and I'll hang up and listen, is, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't out there, mm-hmm. how opposed would you be to sign Derek Carr? 
who also, don't forget, that Las Vegas Raiders team has been a dumpster fire for the past three years. And you know who's still standing? Derek Carr. He go he he you know he vows he vouches for his coaches. He you know he's just a great leader in the locker room. And I and I feel like you know why not the Jets? Thanks for taking call, Dan. Anthony, be good. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Um, even I'll answer it this way. And we've talked a lot about it over the last couple of days. Even with Aaron Rodgers still potentially out there. I still wouldn't be opposed to signing Derek Carr. And look, I've done a 180, folks. I'll be quite honest with you. Because we've been butting this thing around since probably December when it became apparent that Derek Carr was not going to be going back to the Raiders. And you knew that he might be available. And he and you knew that the Jets needed a quarterback. And you knew that he might be an option. So this has been a possibility. And maybe at first I was a little more coolish on it. You know, I didn't know if this would be the right fit necessarily. But, you know, the more and more you think about it, the more you talk to people, the more you kind of get down to, you know, why things kind of played out the way they did. You analyze specifically what's happening in your own backyard and in your own building and what you have to work with. You realize that given the realistic options that are presenting themselves, that it might not be the worst thing in the world. And I'll leave you again with this one, and, and we keep coming back to it. Based on what the Jets had to work with and what they've had to work with, not just in 2022, but I'm talking about years, over a decade, he would be head and shoulders better than anything the Jets have had at the quarterback position. And when you combine that with the talent and the foundation that you think you're going to have in that locker room already for next year and hopefully for the next few seasons, you put that combination together, I think you could win a lot of football games. I really and truly believe that. And you're going to win a lot more football games than you've been winning for a lot of years. And I think any Jet fan would sign up for that. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We roll till noon here on this Saturday. Dan Gross' show, 9870 ESPN. Oh, my. Come back to earth, man. Uh, this is the Dan Grosser show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. That is the telephone number. Dan Gross's show. A few more minutes, then we're going to hand things over to Anita. She will take you from noon to three o'clock. That is Eastern Standard Time, by the way. Then Ty Butler, our buddy, will be on from three to four thirty, and he will give way to the Islanders, who are going to be in action up in Boston. So they come from behind and beat the Pens last night. And what do they get as a reward? They get a trip up to Beantown against the best team in the league. Good luck with that. Uh, and when that is finished, you're going to get ESPN Network stuff tonight here. I believe maybe the oh the NBA Saturday night stuff will be on 1050. If you want to listen to the slam dunk and the three-point shootout, that's all on 1050 tonight. So you get all those type of things. Um, and then you got Rangers hockey coming up at 930. Don will be on the pregame tonight as the Rangers try to see if they can get the Western Canadian sweep. They bludgeon the Canucks the other night. They pulled a uh, rabbit out of their hats last night after throwing behind 4-1 to one to the Edmonton Oilers. They come from behind and beat them in what was, like I said, one of the easily um, best wins of the season for them. Uh, it, it, it really is incredible. And why not keep it going tonight against Calgary and the Flames? So uh, up there at the Saddle Dome. Tough challenge, but boy, if you could get all three, and not only just three, let's not forget, the trip started Last Saturday in Carolina, and you go down to Raleigh, and you beat the first place Canes. 
and put up six on the board. I mean, it's just this team is really, really playing some good hockey. And look, the job isn't done yet because Chris Drury still has two more weeks to add to it. You know, the trade deadline is March the 3rd, which is a Friday. So he's got two more weeks. Look, he remade his big splash with Tarasenko and Mikola coming over from St. Louis. And speaking of St. Louis, by the way, how about the move that they made last night? Trading away Ryan O'Reilly, the captain, to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, hey, last time the Leafs won, I mean, we're going, we're almost coming up on the uh, 60th anniversary, for crying out loud, since they won the Stanley Cup. So they are all in. They get Ryan O'Reilly. Blue sent Tarasenko to the Rangers. They are in gut it, tear it up mode. But that's not your problem as a Ranger fan to see what St. Louis is doing here. But Blue Shirts tonight, Islanders this afternoon. And Jack Hughes back in uh, the lineup apparently today when the Devils are in Pittsburgh coming up at uh, 530. A lot of good college hoops as well, too, this afternoon. You know we're all about the college hoops. Um, I don't want to talk too much about my Scarlet Knights because I don't know what type of funk that they're in here, but it needs to stop. I'll say that. It, it needs to stop. We got whiskey on the road coming up in a few minutes. Got to win this game. We've lost three in a row. I can't take it anymore. We went from a team that was probably going to be somewhere in a four, five seed range in the tournament, and to now we're kind of like in that maybe eight, nine territory, which is like a nightmare scenario. I don't want any part of that. They got to right the ship. You got a handful of games left before the conference tournament. Let's start winning games again. Enough is enough with this. Let's hope we get the slide and the funk out of the way in February and right the ship here coming up in March. Seton Hall needs to start winning some games if they want to get an at-large bid. They're up in UConn today. They got a 12 o'clock tip-off. No Adamo Sonogo for uh, the Huskies, their big man. Maybe that helps Seton Hall a little bit. We shall see. But, you know, Pirates got to start winning some games uh, if they want to find themselves into the tournament here. And as far as... The um, the Johnnies are concerned as far as what they are up against. That they're home tonight against Creighton. It's going to be tough. Creighton's a real, real good team. I, I mean, Creighton could be, could be, depending on what day of the week we're talking about. Creighton could be the best team in the Big East. They're a tough team. You know, they got off to a little bit of a slow start this year, but, you know, Creighton was like a preseason top 10 team. I mean, they, they had a lot of guys coming back. They're a really, really good squad. Um doesn't look like it's going to happen for St. John's, barring a miracle. And then, you know, you got our buddies at Fordham in the A-10 and Coach Ergo, who are, are writing an incredible story this year, but I don't know if it's going to be good enough for an at-large. They're going to have to, you know, win that conference tournament, unfortunately, but that's kind of the lay of the land when you look at their schedule and their resume and who they've played. That's the only way that they're going to get a bid. They're going to have to get the auto bid out of the A-10, and that means winning their conference tournament. Uh, let's get a couple of calls in here before we got to say goodbye. Let's say hi to Lonnie in Long Island up next here on 98.7. Lonnie, my man, good morning. How are you? What's going on, Dan? How's it going, brother? Lonnie. All good, babe. What's up? Okay, I got a couple of things. One with the Jets, one with the Knicks. All right, my Jets, listen, I want to tell you, I wanted the man, that big man out of Green Bay, I don't think he wants to come here. Hey, if we can't get him, I'll take Derek Carr as the second guy. Hey, I think Derek Carr will be hey, much better than what we have. And I tell you what, let's start it off and see what we can do with him. If we can get Carr in and he wants to play, I think the Knicks, with the draft picks that get this year, I think the Knicks will be a good team. I mean, the Jets will be a good team. Now, the Knicks, the Knicks surprised me. Because I mean, I know they got all those B's and C's, but they're playing good ball right now. So I'm not going to take nothing away. Very proud. What do you think, man? 
I think you got you got to be thrilled. And, and, and Lonnie, thanks for the phone calls. I said earlier, if I would have told you at the beginning of the year that the Knicks would be the five seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs, you would have signed up for it and given your arm. And I think that that's all on the table. I think the Knicks are going to leapfrog the Nets at some point over the next 20 games. They're going to. Knicks have a better team, better players. Knicks could be the five seed here, which means possibly a showdown with Cleveland in the first round and Donovan Mitchell, a guy you could have had, a guy who wanted to come here. Awesome. Can't wait for that. Awesome was the show and the job everybody did this morning in contributing to it. Thanks to Harvey and Joe. They were outstanding. Thanks to you guys who called, who listened, who tweeted. Tremendous participation on your part. I'll talk to you again on Monday. Remember, I'm going to be in with Bart noon to 3 all week right here on 98.7. We look forward to that. Have a great rest of your weekend. Anita's up next. Dan Gross is saying so long, everybody, right here on 98.7 ESPN.